Welcome to The Body Nerd Show, empowering you with the super uncomplicated things you need to know about self-care and movement so that you too can wake up every day pain-free. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and I'm a coach, writer, former yogi, kettlebell devotee, and 100% body nerd. So, are you ready? Let's get nerdy! Hey, hey, welcome back to episode three of The Body Nerd Show. In this week's episode, I'm talking all things salt. Now, hear me out. There's a story behind why this was even a question to begin with. And it all starts with me eating pizza while watching the Super Bowl and talking at the same time. I don't know if you have ever talked and eaten pizza, um, but it greatly increases your risk of biting your tongue. And to be honest, that was one of the worst tongue bites I've ever had. And if you are cringing right now, I'm so sorry. It was awful. And I was desperate for a remedy because I felt like I couldn't even talk. My tongue felt like it was huge. Um, I felt like I was having difficulty speaking. And I know 99.9% of that was all in my head, but I was really seeking some relief. So I swished with some salt water and I kid you not, by the next morning, I felt so much better. And this is in contrast to a few weeks before that where I bit the inside of my mouth. Again, I really shouldn't be talking and eating at the same time. Lesson learned. And I didn't do any salt water rinsing with that. Now, that bite without the salt water rinse seemed to take forever to heal, whereas the tongue seemed to heal way faster. Now, could it have been that it was a different tissue with a faster turnover rate? Sure, absolutely. But it had me thinking, is salt water effective at healing wounds faster? I also have a nose piercing, and part of the healing of the nose piercing was to soak my nose in salt water every day for, I think I did five minutes. So that was me with a shot glass and my nose submerged in water. And in addition to salt and its assistance in healing wounds, salt also comes up in the Body Nerd Facebook community as a remedy for muscle soreness. And not table salt, um, but I'm talking about Epsom salt. So when I asked the group what they do to soothe themselves when they're in pain, a hot bath with some Epsom salts came up super high on the list. So this got me thinking, does salt help heal wounds faster? Can it help with muscle soreness? Are hot baths just a great way to relax? Well, let's answer these questions and dive in. So starting with Epsom salt, and it's not the same thing as table salt. This is not what you're sprinkling over your asparagus before you eat it. Epsom salt is magnesium sulfate, and it's called Epsom salt because it was originally obtained by boiling down mineral waters in Epsom, England. In water, it breaks down into magnesium and sulfate, um, and that's one of the reasons why it is considered a salt. And the theory is that when you soak in an Epsom salt bath, these materials, you know, magnesium specifically, get into your body via your skin. So here's the issue with that. So it hasn't actually been scientifically proven, and I looked in a lot of places, um, but the thing is soaking in warm water, whether or not it has Epsom salt, a bath bomb, or just soap or just water, can definitely help you relax your muscles, help your body feel better, and if you're feeling a little bit of stiffness, that warm water is going to help with that also. But you might be thinking, well, Alex, 
Magnesium absorbs through the skin, doesn't it? That's at least what everybody says and the Epsom salt says. Well, that whole process would be osmosis. And osmosis with water specifically is the movement of water to help create balance. So if you have one area that's super salty and another that's not, for example, if you put a potato in salt water, the water is going to move from the less salty area to the higher salt salt area to level things out. So it's the movement of a solvent, right? In this case, water to go from less salty to more salty to make the balance happen. It's not the salt moving, it's the water. So in that potato case of a potato in salt water, the potato is going to get super limp and dehydrated. This can happen with other solutions than water. So that's just a very oversimplified definition of osmosis, but let's just keep it simple. So how come magnesium does not soak into your skin, right? Wouldn't it make sense that it could just absorb? Well, your skin is actually waterproof. Like, how cool is that? And the dead skin cells on the topmost layer can absorb water, but the water isn't really crossing beyond that superficial layer. And in general, your skin does absorb some things, but it's very specific as far as what it lets in and what sizes. And, you know, it's not just a free for all. If your skin could absorb everything, just imagine the implications of, you know, rubbing some tequila on the back of your hand and then oops, you're drunk. But we both know it doesn't work that way. And research actually has been done on magnesium specifically to see if it can absorb through the skin. And so there was some research done with Israeli soldiers. And what they wanted to find out is if they could use a magnesium protectorant to prevent chemical burns. So they smeared on this magnesium-rich cream. But what the researchers found was that no matter how much magnesium-rich cream they put on their skin, it did not have the slightest effect on their blood levels of magnesium, which is telling us that the magnesium is not absorbed directly through the skin. And you might be thinking, okay, fine, Alex, it can't absorb through the skin, but it's got to be the hot water, right? Doesn't the hot water increase magnesium absorption? Well, research has shown that skin does get more permeable in hot temperatures. So at certain temperatures, it will allow, uh, you know, more things to move through but your bath isn't hot enough. And to be hot enough would absolutely cause you burns. When you dive into research, some of the studies you find are really unpleasant. And this was one of them as well, um, where they were using sheets of skin. So thankfully, a real person did not have to volunteer to be Bugs Bunny and go into a boiling vat of water. But your bath is not hot enough. And please don't make your bath hot enough because it's not going to help. And I hear you. And honestly, as I was doing the research for this, I was kind of disappointed because I was confident that salt water feels good, that this Epsom salt feels amazing. Like it's got to be doing something, right? Because there are so many stories, myself included, you too have probably taken an Epsom salt bath before and you feel awesome after it. But why, right? Is it the Epsom salt? Is it the, well, we know it's not the magnesium because we just talked about that. So here's probably what's happening. Heat feels good and it increases blood flow to your skin and that overall just helps to relax your body. Now, massage does something similar, uh, but in a way more specific way that's possibly more than skin deep. So you could have a massage or you could take a hot bath, right? It doesn't really matter. It's sort of what floats your boat, literally. 
Now, what about salt and wound healing? Because I was convinced that it cured my tongue. Well, I was really disappointed to find that the salt doesn't really matter. Um, Again, it's the heat and the dilation of the blood and the lymphatic vessels, which probably promotes healing, but it could just be plain tap water. Like the salt doesn't really make a huge difference, at least according to research. Now, I'm not going to lie. Again, super disappointed that research for this episode was a doozy because it disproved a bunch of stuff I thought was true. But here's the thing about research. I'm not going to stop soaking in Epsom salt baths um, or taking hot baths after a workout or even, you know, doing a salt water rinse if I, again, can't keep my mouth shut while eating and bite my tongue. Because research is fantastic, but your experience also has tremendous value. If something works for you, then keep doing it. Why not keep doing it if it feels good for you? Now, there's always some, you know, reasoning behind following the research if they're saying like, oh, well, this doesn't work and that doesn't work. And on another episode, I'll dive into ice. That's another one where there's some contention around the research and if it's really effective. But ultimately, at the end of the day, if something works for you, if something makes you feel good, then just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Because research also requires that they already have the answer in mind that they're looking for. You know, they ask a question, but they already have their answer. And so research is going to be a little bit behind where uh, the general public is, quite honest, because researchers want a lot of evidence before they're going to put down money and even go forward with the research project. So let's just both agree that research is cool and interesting but we don't have to change our lives because of it unless we want to. And that's completely cool too. So here's to taking Epsom salt baths and water, salt water rinses for any wounds if you too are a chronic tongue biter, mouth biter like myself, and just doing things that make our body feel good. And here's to asking better questions, moving more, and getting nerdy. So I'm super curious what your experience has been with Epsom salt and saltwater rinses, and I want to know. So hit me up on social media. I'm on Instagram and Facebook, or send me an email and let me know what your experience has been and if you're kind of on the same train as me. It feels good, so why not keep doing it? And if you enjoyed this week's episode, do me a huge favor and leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform and let me know what your favorite part was. But if you're not into public displays of affection, no big deal. Share this with a friend, a family member, the cashier Trader Joe's, and help spread the word that your body is cool and you can be in control of your pain. That's all for this week. I'll see you next week. Life without pain is possible. And if you're ready to break up with all the things that are only giving you temporary relief, I've got just a thing. Head on over to bodynerdshow.com to download a checklist with nine simple things to soothe yourself when you're in pain. It doesn't have to be complicated and it won't take you more than 15 minutes a day.